Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Objective brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK, where we apply the practical philosophy of objectivism to everything. And for the past 100 plus days, we have been applying the philosophy of objectivism to the war in Gaza. And so we are offering you coverage of Gaza and, and commentary on Gaza that you will never get anywhere else in the legacy media. This is a very original perspective, moral perspective on what's happening out there. So The Hague has reached a verdict with respect to, I guess, war crimes in Israel to help us unpack exactly what um, what happened over there and what all of this means. My esteemed colleague, uh, co-host, uh, friend, and awesome possum prosecutor James Valiant is here uh, to, to, to help me sort this out. James, what does all this mean? Tell me what happened, first of all, and tell me what, what verdict they reached. Well, they didn't really reach a final verdict, but they did say that they will and can, which is really, uh, in effect, in a way, far more disturbing. What South Africa did is they went to the Court of International Justice and they said, we want you to stop uh, Israel's war immediately. We need an immediate ceasefire. That was the demand. And they said it was so urgent, a crisis, that the International Court of Justice had to immediately order Israel to stop engaging in military operations at all in Gaza. Uh, it, they said that this was. Uh, we, they, we know this procedure, this legal procedure, normally takes a lot more uh, time, but we need it urgently," said South Africa. "Look at the babies dying. Look at the horrible conditions. Their life is hell in Gaza right now. So immediately order the ceasefire." International Court of Justice, Israel. The great mistake was Israel appears at all and makes an argument against it, saying, no, the law doesn't apply, and no, this really wasn't genocide, no, dot, 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 dot. And so what they did is they split the baby, and they sort of gave a compromise ruling, an interim ruling, if you will. They said, we find that a prima facie case that has been made, not that genocide has occurred, but that South Africa has alleged sufficient facts to come within the meaning of the genocide code. So we will down the road be deciding this, uh, but it is not so urgent that we need to call for an immediate ceasefire. However, we do order Israel to do four things. One, take all steps necessary to prevent the death of babies in Gaza. Apparently they're, they're insufficient. Two, two, make sure that humanitarian aid gets through to Gaza during this war, even as Gaza's launch, still launching rockets against Israel. Three, do preserve all evidence, mind you, in a war theater, preserve all evidence of your potential war crimes, Israel. Israel has now a positive duty to preserve evidence of their own war crimes, and four, within 30 days, to present the I ICJ uh, a, a report on how well they're complying with uh, said orders about not killing babies, providing humanitarian aid, etc. But they said they had jurisdiction, and they will decide the matter. They said that on the face of it, they, there's enough evidence to go forward, and we will decide it, only it's not so urgent if we put uh, Israel on this 30-day leash and see how they're doing. And so it was, in a way, the most corrupt, morally corrupt. It's just, it's, these people don't even have the... Look, we all know the United Nations is an evil organization. I have said it more than once. I will say it again. The United Nations is a dictatorship protection racket. It is a terrorism protection racket. Most of the countries that are, are part of the United Nations and are part of the ICJ uh, uh, conventions are morally illegitimate 
authoritarian countries. They are morally inferior, less legitimate than Israel. They have no business, no right, telling Israel how it can defend itself. None whatever. So the real, and but we knew this. We knew those nations were evil. We knew what this, how illegitimate, I mean, at Ayn Rand Center UK, one of the things we do for subscribers is we'll do occasional mock trials. You've participated in one, Mark, I know. You know, our mock trials uh, have more moral legitimacy than anything that's been going on at The Hague. And fortunately, it has the same kind of teeth. The uh, little proviso I put there is Israel has, unlike America, gone under the convention of the ICJ and said, we will comply. Now, they could withdraw tomorrow, and they should, and they should never have appeared in making a defense in the first place, because that gives these people, the, <laughs> this entity, the moral sanction that it doesn't deserve. And it is, frankly, the moral sanction of the good guys like America and Israel of this organization that gives it its great power. If the good guys said, no, you're a morally corrupt organization, we do not recognize your jurisdiction, you have no right to tell Israel how to defend itself, and besides, you are an authoritarian dictatorship club. <laughs> so we're not going to be mounting a defense. You know, up yours is what Israel should have said from the beginning. Do not expect a defense from us. <laughs> Rather than that, they give moral sanction, and it's that very moral sanction that encourages the violence from these Palestinian monsters and savages, frankly. They hear that, oh boy, Al Jazeera was all over this. Al Jazeera was on top of this and see oh. how the international community, yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. And you know you know the pro-Palestinian bots out there and all the Cretans who, who do the bidding of, uh, of Hamas online are all over it too. They take this as a justification of their position. It's proof to them that they are on the right side of of the moral equation here. So um, they say they have jurisdiction. You're, you say, well, Israel could simply withdraw. What, what does this international court, does this international court really have any jurisdiction? Is anything that they, any ruling they come up with enforceable? Is there a body that can enforce these quote unquote international laws on anybody? Who the no. fuck cares no. what no. they no. think? It, it, well, in one sense, who really does care? Because whatever the ruling is. Now, it, as I say, it was Israel's initial sanction of the International Court of Justice that's the problem. They should never have even said it has moral authority over it, that they, they have any legitimate basis, jurisdiction, or moral authority, whatever, to, to, to make this. Now, they can ignore it, and that you'd have to go to the Security Council, and America would probably veto any action taken against Israel. That would be the only enforcement mechanism, and even you can see the problems with that enforcement mechanism, but it's the moral sanction. This is all about moral sanction and the power of moral sanction. And the power of moral sanction. Yesterday we were discussing at length that very thing, the power of moral sanction. And, uh, you know, uh, rather than calling out, we said we can never win this war until we really name the enemy, call out the enemy for what it is. This is the exact opposite. This obscures, blinds, confuses, gets us away from naming the, the real enemy and says, well, there's guilt on both sides. And it, it, it's part of this whole moral, you know, Ayn Rand had a brilliant line once. She said, the West has to apologize to every any naked savage in the world because they because we have more than they do. Well, in this case, the, uh, the, the civilized world has to apologize to all of these violent 
authoritarian savages because Israel has more power to defend itself than, than little Hamas. That's their logic. That literally is their logic. So they have this oppression, colonialism, you know, mutilated Marxism dynamic, uh, which is total BS, as we've discussed on this channel before. Uh, Look, the only <laughs> James, I mean, we're the only channel, I think, on Earth right now that has said the Palestinian people are at war with Israel and they are the enemy. And until not only is Hamas vanquished, but the ideology that animates Hamas and the people completely repudiate that ideology, can the war stop? It can only stop when they behave like, like the Japanese chauvinists did, like the Nazis in Nazi Germany did, and, and all of the population. They have to absolutely renounce that ideology going forward. Um, otherwise, they are the enemy. I want to ask you this question because we have such an... We have a it, it's a super difficult. They put Israel in this morally untenable position where uh, in the most populous region, probably on Earth, they're supposed to parse out, you know, who's who and what's what when Hamas and even the Palestinian uh, aggressors don't like that. They, they want they like the PR that they get from a careful Israel attempting to avoid casualties and nonetheless making that happen because it's impossible to do otherwise. So what is the what is the international court's definition of genocide? Is it just uh, one state um, killing a lot more people than the other side? Um, how do they define it? Because is there is there any context with respect to aggressors and defenders or proportional responses? I'm about to release a, a reality check on proportional responses, by the way. No, sir. They do not defend. The key, as you and I know, the key here is who is the aggressor. The key here is who's the aggressor. Genocide is not specific to aggressor or defender. No, no, no. And by the way, genocide can involve any uh, killing. Now, get this, any act which will tend to kill babies and mothers and so forth, a civilian population. So it's a this totally non-objective law in the first place. Is what Ayn Rand would have called a non-objective law, like the antitrust laws. Any country engaged in war, really, at any time, because, of course, in the course of war, babies are going to be killed. It is unavoidable well, in the you course sound, of war. You, you, you just sound heartless. You just sound like, look, I mean, it seems to me that a definition like that is disconnected from realities. It's it's uh, it's it's not tethered. It's a floating abstraction. As Ankar, as Ankar Gatte said, the attempt to sanitize war, I get the I get the sentiment. You know, you you don't want you think that civilization is so advanced it can even extend into the rules of warfare. But as Ankar said, and I steal this concept because it's so brilliant, war is the absence of civilization. You have decided, the Palestinian people decided, by celebrating en masse on October 7th, the destruction, the mutilation, the rape, the murder, the, the cold-blooded murder of Israelis, they decided to throw civilization out the window. You cannot now say, I embrace civilization. I, I now ask for peace in the name of civilization. You gave it up. The you only thing, yeah, the only thing you can do now is renounce the ideology that makes you throw civilization to the wind. Hamas could surrender tomorrow, there'd be peace. Period. Hamas, yeah, but, the, but it has to but it has to be more than that. 
you can't Hamas just can't surrender unconditionally. The Palestinian people have to renounce this ideology. Exactly correct. And it's the Palestinians who support Hamas in large super majorities. They celebrate in the streets. In the West Bank, they were handing out candy. They were handing out coloring anti-Jewish coloring books at leading children in song celebrating October 7th. So, uh, yeah, it's the evil ideology that is behind this. You know, <clears throat> uh, if you think about what Ayn Rand said about sanction, and there's, she said some really very important things. You know, she said in a social context where your silence might be construed as consent, you really should speak up uh, it, it, so that you're not, it seems like you're agreeing with some horrible idea. Now, consider how much worse appearing at the International Court of Justice is as a sanction. It's not just merely a social context in which you should speak up. You're actually conceding the moral legitimacy of this organization. Their right to judge your right to self-defense. You asked about the objectivity of this. They, even within their own rules of gen genocide, they're applying it very selectively to Israel. Can you imagine if the same standard was used, say, in the Russia-Ukraine war or any other recent war that we've had? Both sides would, using the standard they used against Israel in making the ruling yesterday, both sides of every war that has occurred in the last hundred years would be guilty of genocide. So, yeah, it's a non-objective definition, but they are applying it in a particularly obnoxious way, specifically against Israel, in a very subjective way, showing what a non-objective law it is. Um, now, James, think about it. James, my blood pressure is rising. Uh, and uh, and the, the, the inverted nature of the moral sense of people in the world today is driving me insane. Before you go on with that thought, please try to hold it. I have to read this ad real fast. I love that we have ads. That's awesome. The Ayn Rand Institute invites young people who've read Ayn Rand fiction and are interested in studying objectivism more deeply with an eye to a potential intellectual career to Ayn Rand Khan. Ooh, lovely. If you live in Europe, we invite you to apply for a scholarship to join us for Ayn Rand Khan Europe 2024, taking place in March, March 8th through the 10th, 2024 in Amsterdam. Ooh, lovely. Get a bike, go around Amsterdam. It's beautiful. If you live in the U.S., we invite you to apply for a scholarship to join us for Ayn Rand Khan USA 2024, taking place in March 22nd through the 24th, 2024, in the great city of Austin, Texas. You'll have the chance to delve deeper into objectivism and explore the, its application to a wide variety of topics. You'll also have many opportunities to engage directly with experts in Rand's ideas, as well as meet Ayn Rand University faculty, get to know current Ayn Rand University students, and hear about their experiences. The deadline to apply for a scholarship is coming up, folks. It's January 31st, 2024, at 11.59 and 59 seconds p.m. U.S. Pacific time. Uh, learn more and apply for a scholarship at aynrand.org backslash start here. I cannot emphasize how helpful Ayn Rand University is uh, for really deepening your knowledge of objectivism. I read everything Ayn Rand ever wrote multiple, multiple times. I went to the uh, the um, Objectivist uh, Academic Center, which is now Ayn Rand University, and I discovered that I knew nothing. I really knew nothing. Um, but, you know, those great teachers. Not quite, were, not quite. But, don't, but, don't but close. But, <laughs> but they, they get you so much deeper than you could yeah. ever go on your own. And you write and write and write and think and critique and 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 um, uh, compare and contrast ideas in a way that you will not do in, in your own home. It will make you a far better communicator.
these conferences are life-changing experiences. Just meeting other like-minded people, developing social contacts, <laughs> meeting your intellectual heroes. You will, and every single, I've been attending conferences since the 1980s, objectivist conferences. And every time I attend, every time I hear tapes from one, I learn something important and new, like Mark says. And I, <laughs> I had a pretty good handle on it too, but I always do find that I'm learning something new. So yeah. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, in a world that's morally inverted today, when there's nothing but moral corruption around you and intellectual corruption all around you, that's the standard fare. You got to get together with people of like mind before you go insane. It will let you know that there are islands of sanity in the world that you could swim to and rest on and uh, refuel and and arm yourself again for the fight that's going to be ahead of you. Real quickly, I have some super chats. Jonathan Honig, 499. Thank you, Jonathan. Stephen Harper for $2. Thank you, sir. Uh, Christian Klein for 10 euro. Thank you, sir. Judge Julia uh, Stupentide from Uganda surprised everyone. Uganda, once a country of anti-Semite Idi Amin, is, uh, is it, it's, it's fine to thank her. Even she works for the kangaroo court. I'm not sure if I'm reading that well, but, but thank you, Christian. Um, hopefully the sentiment got across. Uh, Robert Nasser, member for 21 months, uh, uh, just 1, quickly, 000... Mark, yes. uh, the thing about uh, you, the judge from Uganda was one of the two judges who voted against this ruling. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. It was 13 to 2, and there were only two brave judges who uh, even ruled against the prima facie finding against Israel. As I said, somebody somebody tweeted recently that somebody was standing up before the uh, UN Security Council and several of the countries walked out, Sierra Leone being one of the that bastion of democracy and clear thinking walked out and and the person said they will be remembered as standing up for righteousness and i said no no they won't and i i gave my spiel they won't folks they won't if if there's any justice in the world they won't be remembered for anything but being complicitous and well if humanity has a civilized future they will be looked back upon as the horrific worse than fools than that they are uh that's for sure so Robert Nasir says he's a member for 21 months. Thank you, Robert. Uh, 1,194 killed, 4,834 wounded, 243 Israelis taken hostage, and Israel is on trial. Hello. Um, I do not recognize this court's right to try me. Thank you, Robert. If only these people that represent Israel internationally would get a little bit of objectivism in them, they would stand morally righteous. And I got to tell you, these creeps would fall. They have nothing Look, but your sanction, as you said, James, nothing but your own sanction. Backbone. The sheer power of backbone. I, I know it's, you know, I'm going to take people back 30, 40 years, but it was simply, you know, Russia, the Soviet empire was always an economic basket case. They were never 10 feet tall. And it was really only when Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher stood up and morally called them an evil empire that they collapsed. It was in the face purely of moral sanction. And there were no West, no British or American lives were lost in bringing down the Soviet empire. That can be the power of moral sanction. In this case, I think it'll take more, but think of it. Think of what would happen if just Israel said, no, we don't recognize, like like Robert said, we don't recognize your, your, your moral legitimacy or jurisdiction to judge our right to self-defense especially in the wake of October 7th. Now, the ruling from the International Court did begin with the perfunctory, oh, yes, horrible things happened on October 7th, blah, 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 blah. And then it uh, immediately went in yeah. to 
Exactly. All the accusations of all the babies that have been killed. Now think about it. Hamas uses babies as Hamas wants their own babies dead. That's part of their strategy. That's part of their tactic. And so what the International Court of Justice is doing is really being an agent of Hamas here. It is an actually Indeed they are. Hamas propaganda Indeed. as the basis for this. And do you know the youngest captive taken, the youngest Israeli cap captive? Wasn't it nine months? Just, I, I believe so. I think the, it, the poor child, I think he was a little boy, celebrated his first birthday away from his parents. In the custody of savages. Wait, Wazart, thank you, John, for $3. Amen, Mark. Uh, if you haven't seen John's art, it is a phenomenon. I hope I get to see John at the reality show after this because uh, I love seeing the evolving paintings behind him. Uh, oh, it's it's you know, quite an experience. If you ever get a chance to watch him paint, it's actually you can sit in rapture just watching him create. Yeah, I, John, just just put a put a uh, you know a camera on you and uh, for a few hours and then put that on YouTube. We'll watch it. Um, yeah, it's there, worth it. <laughs> Jeremy uh, Fischler says for two dollars, every Abba Iban quote about the UN is correct. Do you know these quotes? I don't know these quotes. I'm hoping they are uh, viciously uh, maligning because they deserve it. <clears throat> well, Abi uh, was a great defender of Israel. I'm not familiar with the quotes he's um, um, talking about, but I have read some Abi Bon works uh, years ago defending Israel. <laughs> yes, uh, Gail Parker for a dollar forty nine. Thank you, Gail. Uh, Kafir Bibas is the name of the baby. Kafir, I pray that you are that you are well. Um, I we pray know that, that we know that hostages are being killed and probably in horrible ways. Uh, we've had some confirmations of that. Um, I don't know how many. Last I checked, there were 130 some hostages. All we can really say now is that there are more than 100 hostages and God only knows what they're going through. Um, I, I really need to get out on the map. This is really making me sad and angry, uh, as it should anybody with a moral compass. Um, the, the, the way that The Hague is going should make anyone with a moral compass angry. The way I mean, that uh, Israel drops leaflets, they send text messages, they use loudspeakers. So the warning civilians to get out of areas and buildings where they're going to bomb, that shows a genocidal intent. But wait a minute, they shouldn't even be doing that. They, they have no obli moral obligation to, to drop those leaflets. They need to create some psychological horror and fear on the part of the Palestinian people, three quarters of whom actively support, or the rest of them, as far as I know, implicitly support what happened on October 7th. How dare you, James? Don't you understand that that would make the population not turn to war? Don't you understand we should have perpetual warfare? We have to let our enemies survive. We have to turn the other cheek. We have to leave them in it. We have to leave them whole so that they could murder us another day. You know one of the ironic things that you can read in the opinion that was issued today? War will only lead to more war. War will only lead to more war, is this thought they have. No, 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 no. War done properly brings dictatorships to an end, as it brought the Nazi dictatorship to an end, as it brought uh, the uh, uh, Tojo's Japan to an end. No, wars can be effective at ending evil. Wars do not simply perpetuate more war and hatred. That's a, such a determinist. In fact, in the case of Arab Muslims, that's kind of a racist notion. These people, hey, actually, ideology but, is built in. But James, it does when you show them that you have no resolution. It does encourage them when you just do a tit for tat response. Then they see, well, I must have, I must have Allah, I must have the good on my side because 
they're not killing us. They're not. Their they're own not moral authorities give us sanction. Their mm -hmm. own moral authorities. We've got more backbone. We're in the right. You're absolutely correct. What it does is it perpetuates more war. They've got it exactly backwards. Yeah, well, you know you've reached the 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 precipice of doomsday when the savages have more more clarity than the people who stand for civilization. All right, so I am an Abba Ivan fan now. I, I, I'm ashamed to say that I did not know what this person says. I'm going to quote something from him that is pristine. I don't want to build it up too much because I don't want people to to uh, to have you know get let down. But this is beautiful. If Algeria introduced a resolution declaring that the earth was flat and that Israel had flattened it, it would pass by a vote of 164 to 13 with 26 abstentions. <laughs> that is a perfect encapsulation of what a morally bankrupt institution this thing called the UN is that we should withdraw from, Israel should withdraw from, Israel should withdraw, as you said, James, it's moral sanction from the Hague, and go it alone. If American politicians only had the cashews to sit there with them and handle these despicable savages who, who don't want liberation, they don't want freedom, they're not spreading democratic values in the world, they want you dominated, they want hegemony, they want land, they want power. They don't want freedom. What the International Court of Justice did was to give a big green light to Hamas's genocidal intent. If anyone is guilty of uh, genocidal intent, I would think the International Court of Justice is uh, um, uh, a, a valid suspect here, as opposed to the nation of Israel. The International Court of Justice here just gave a green light, just gave a green light in effect sanctioning Hamas's genocidal intent against Jews in Israel. That's part of their charter. After October 7th, the leader of Hamas said, yeah, we're going to have more October 7th till all the Jews are gone. And so what are we saying when we're saying ceasefire Israel? We're saying we recognize Hamas's right for their genocidal intent. We can sanction their genocidal intent. And guess what, Israel? You can't do what's necessary to incapacitate these evil monsters trying to destroy you. That's what, in effect, the International Court of Justice is saying. They are sanctioning, yes, they are sanctioning implicitly genocide against Jews as they claim to have this moral halo over their head talking about genocide. I know that I know our audience right now, or the, the majority of our audience uh, uh, agrees with us, but I hope this message gets out to the there to the people who are on the fence or have been saturated in social media with the pro-Palestinian content. It's not a liberation movement, folks. It is a movement, it is a despicable movement um, that is animated by genocidal impulses and the desire to dominate an another people. There's nothing liberating about it. If you think there is, I just ask you to, to look at who the Gazans voted for in 2006. It wasn't for democracy. It was for a homicidal, religiously fanatic, Arab pan-Arab nationalist, uh, group that is all about violence. We have to wrap this up, and I just want to remind people um, that you can apply for Ayn Rand Khan scholarship using the link in the chat. Uh, the reality show is coming up right after this. We'll be continuing this discussion. Please slide on over into our into the reality show. Uh, watch a passionate give and take. 
uh, and it's coming up in three minutes. Uh, be there or be square. Any concluding remarks, James, before uh, before we hit the road that you think people need to know with respect to this conflict and the verdict? I think we've covered it. I think we've covered it. The, the, we ask in the, it was one of the worst titles I think we've ever had. Who cares? We should care. We should care because moral sanction does have power. On the other hand, I understand these guys, they don't have teeth. We should treat them like the non-existent paper tigers. In fact, the evil paper tigers, <laughs> the evil spouting paper tigers that they really are and uh, treat them uh, no more seriously than we would, uh, you know, a uh, 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 people's court uh, episode on television. Remember, folks, that evil is parasitic and weak. It depends on your sanction to grow and gather strength. So do not give it your sanction. We are in a fight against evil. Name it, know it, and and destroy it because you are on the side of right. So, uh, James, I hope to see you again. It's been way too long. Folks, slide over into the reality show. We'll continue this conversation. If you like this content, like, subscribe, pass it around. More people need to get moral clarity on this. We need to fight the droogs, folks. And while you're doing that, give me do, do me a huge favor. Always check your premises. Peace.